Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of iZombie Radio. I am one of your hosts, Blaze, and I am here with my two bros. As the per usual, we got Chris and Sean. And Chris, I'm gonna bring you up first. Um, how has your day been going? How are you doing? Uh, and I'm, and why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, an extra layer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're recording this on Wednesday night, May 17th, which is my birthday. Woo! Uh, woo is right. Uh, so, yeah, and it's uh, it's been a really good day. I've uh, I mean, just kind of spent it with my family. Um, my sister just got home from college, so we uh, she was nice enough to treat me to breakfast this morning, went out to breakfast. Uh, we went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, which I saw. That was my second time seeing it. Her first time seeing it, which was fun. Um, got a couple Funko Pops. Went out to dinner, and just overall had a really good day. Also found out the cool news that the Riverdale cast is going to be at uh, Philadelphia Comic Con, and that's really only coming to my uh, mind now because there's like an ad for it on the website I'm on right now. But that that was some kind of cool news as well. But yeah, overall. Uh, good, good birthday. Uh, you know, trying to, trying to forget the fact that I am a quarter of a century old, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a really good day. So welcome excited. to the club. Yeah. Excited to be ending it by talking to you, you fine fellows. Well, that's good to hear. Glad that, uh, it's been a good day for you. Thanks, man. And we also have snarky Sean. Have you been? That's man? me. You have some. You have some news too. You had a day. Well, today, uh, as Chris already made it known, uh, that the day is the seventeenth. <laughs> um, I've officially finished my last like actual college course for my bachelor's. I'm still one course away from getting my degree, but that's like. It's an internship course that's required by my major, and I got to figure out the logistics of that. But I don't actually have to physically be on campus anymore at all. Mm-hmm. Actually, my last day on campus is this Sunday when I walk in the graduation ceremony. So, well, that's uh, exciting. Yeah, man. I mean, I remember when. I mean, Chris, you too. I, I think I remember, and at least the the relief, the feeling of relief when I officially finished up school and everything. Dude, fun fact: it was three years ago today, exactly to the day that we graduated. Was it really? College. No. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, crazy! Wow. We yeah, we graduated. I'm just glad to have my free time back. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, because we graduated on my birthday, senior. It was senior year, my 22nd okay. birthday. Yeah, as I I remember it distinctly because I was really pissed off that I had to sit through graduation. <laughs> I just remember oh. I just remember drinking a lot of beers before graduation. Oh man, my I high was... school graduation was on my birthday, so I feel oh. your pain there. <laughs> there we go. There we go. But yeah, I mean, so these two guys have had some pretty eventful days, whereas my day has been. Uh, <laughs> Full of work. Today's actually been my relaxing day, though. On Wednesdays, I pretty much get to uh, drive around a lot. So I, it's it's nice because it's just me, the open road, and a bunch of podcasts. 
Hell yeah. Sounds delightful. It is. I mean, I definitely cherish the time. Um, it's a good breather. So I'm in a good mood, too. Um, but yeah, I mean, so with that, how about we move into some iZombie? Um, yeah. We were pretty much just, the three of us were discussing that, uh, we couldn't really find anything newsworthy this week. Um, there was what, the, the postmortem, I guess, uh, if you, you know, you want a little additional. Yeah, that's from. Content. Last- yeah, it's the one we talked about last yeah. week. Yeah. That, that's pretty much the most recent bit of stuff we have. Yeah, but otherwise it's been pretty quiet. So that means we're going to jump right into our episode review. So this past week we had um, the seventh episode in the third season that was titled Dirt Nap Time. <laughs> Three words. I know I'm kind of making nap time, you know. But yeah, um, this was definitely an interesting episode, at least I thought it was. Um, Liv ends up taking preschool teacher brain, and it led to some pretty amusing moments. Um, Sean, I know you thought that this was (laughs) a pretty goofy brain, right? Do you want to kick us off with your thoughts? Definitely. Um, Yeah, just... Like, how quickly it, like, we transitioned from her eating the brain, which, mind you, was already, like, setting us up for what kind of brain it was going to be by how she just slapped together a peanut butter jelly sandwich, cut the crust off, rolled it, and sliced and, like, cut it up in such a way and made a happy face with it. Like, that's really only something you do with your kids who really don't like crusts. (laughs) (laughs) And... Just how immediately we get to see those effects, and uh, it started off <clears throat> in probably the best way possible. Like, oh, I'm good at this. Clive's good at this. What are you good at? <laughs> and I'm like, this is going to be a very interesting episode. And like later on in the episode, we get to see Clive just fed up with Liv at certain points, and it is... He's just done with her shenanigans at some points, and it is hilarious. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think that, for me, at first I found the brain... Um, I was kind of, like, mixed on it. I, I, I just felt like it was... I don't know. I didn't know what to think about it. But I really started to appreciate it and enjoy it when we got all of Clive's reactions throughout the episode, because... I definitely felt the start to feel the same way as he did, where I was just like, this is the complete wrong moment for this to be, like, Liv, stop it. Liv, Liv, put the sock puppet down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, all those little things, I, uh, it was, it was, it turned out to be, um, like, interactions that I, I appreciated because of how much they conflicted each other, like, like how awful preschool teacher brain um was for a police uh somebody involved with the police basically (laughs) um but yeah i was definitely right there with you i mean chris how did you like this brain um i think maybe maybe i was just uh like more i guess excited or accepting of it because of the fact that 
I just wanted to get away from hot mess brain um, mm-hmm. very much so, but I loved it from start to finish. Uh, I, it was like a nice kind of blend of, of some things we've seen before with like, you know, with live encouraging people and stuff that was similar to the, you know, the optimist brain from season two and things. But uh, I, every kind of like inappropriate, like thing that she said or did mainly involving the sock puppets was, uh, was just hysterical and then i even loved there was like the little moments uh like when she's talking to um uh major and ravi and uh, ravi's like she told me i could be an astronaut if i studied hard enough and they're just like me too you know Liv, we don't all want to be astronauts uh and then and and then when even there's another small moment at the end of the episode when Clive goes no, and then Liv goes no what Clive, and then he and then he goes no thank you like just little stuff like that. And then uh, the last thing I wanted to mention was the uh, the like the star and smiley face system mm-hmm. she set up, which I thought was just hilarious and I love that at one point Clive actually goes along with it yeah. when he damn when, straight. <laughs> yep, ex- exactly. When when they figure out the plate number on the Civic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, I just thought you know it was a ton of fun. Rose as usual was note perfect, um, and I think just after last week with it being this like forgetful, like couldn't care less type brain, it was nice to see live beyond a brain that like uh, I guess kind of was encouraging people, but also made her motivated to figure out the case. It was good to see her actually play, like, a role in it this week, whereas, like, last week, Clive solves the case as, like, an afterthought. Liv is, like, crucial to it. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you, because that's what I've felt the same way for in a couple of episodes this uh, this season, even, where Liv has just sort of, it's felt like she's been there, obviously, in the episodes, but um, I guess she hasn't been as involved as I would like, or at least whether it's the case of the week or... Um, with other things going on. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you. This was a nice change of pace, or at least usage, to get her sort of back in the loop and having a real major impact on what they were trying to solve at the time. Yeah. Uh, One thing of note, Mm -hmm. before we move away from the brain, we actually, I think, only had two visions, like, in this episode, like, at all. Okay. Like, it was a good halfway through the episode before we even got like the first vision. I want to say, mm-hmm. and then the second one was the plate number, which she also did like a recall flashback onto. Like she remembered the vision and like was able to zoom in on the car, mm-hmm. which was new. I thought, yeah, I was gonna say I thought that was kind of cool that she was able to because that's I agree that was new. That was something that. I guess she's never encountered before, where it was like, can she recall, you know, sort of yeah. a still from her, from the vision, um, which I definitely found that, thought that was an interesting little addition when they, when they had her do that in the show. Um, also, Robbie was back to his usual self this episode, his usual witty, snarky, sarcastic self, Well, that's especially what... very early on in the episode. Well, and that's what we can can sort of, um, I mean, and that's something we can sort of slide into. Yeah, I mean, last week when we got the Blaine reveal and everything, um, 
we had sort of briefly mentioned it that it was nice to see Ravi give a very Ravi um, response to Peyton um, in a time you know where he obviously after everything they've been through you know he and how he's been acting he could have very easily you know essentially given her an I told you so um, and made her feel worse but yeah it's nice to see him sort of bouncing back and uh, and being the normal Ravi that we we know and love um, Chris how did you feel about this did you feel the same uh, regarding Ravi, yeah, I, mean, I think so. I mean, to me, it was kind of like there was no real reason for him not to be mm-hmm. himself because it's like, you know, Major's back to being, uh, you know, a human. Um, you know, the truth is now out about Blaine. He he doesn't have to be happy that like you know it took this this long to come out but like yeah there's nothing there's nothing he really should kind of be held up on and like I all really, his worries basically have definitely and what out, i really kind of or worked um, themselves out yeah definitely and i what i really uh what i really like too was the fact that um he uh he and Peyton are kind of come together near the end of the episode and it's not even it's not in a romantic way. It's not even so much in like a friendship way, mm-hmm. but that they have this kind of new mission that they're going to be working on together. Now, overall, I didn't think Peyton's storyline in this episode. I, I don't see big picture wise where it really fits in yet. I guess the but, only thing for me that I thought it connected to was obviously like the the random stalker or whatever or Twitter uh, attacker. Because again, uh, if this is if this is that, again if this is like somehow bigger picture whether it's a mr boss like obviously we don't know how if or why any of these things would be connected but just sort of you know it the this the twitter thing happened and it was so quick and obviously has as you know you didn't weren't even thinking of it because and i didn't really even think about it until um after the episode a little bit but it was like very quickly brushed to the side with everything else happening in the show right now um but i think it's just a little you know i think that again this is going to be sort of Peyton's purpose or at least main individual storyline this season because it was a very shady situation last night with the the other uh attorney coming in and everything and then the the guy killing himself um yeah so it's it's very fishy. I mean, at this point, who knows? But that was my only thought. That was the only thing I guess it could be. I thought maybe it could somehow be connected to, like just the idea that somebody is sort of trying to derail Peyton's life. I guess. No, like that's yeah, a very that, general way, you know, like suspicion well, or whatever. Well, and it it does obviously, and I mean, in the small frame of things, it does obviously connects with this dominatrix case, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a good call potentially. Um, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't really know, but, but the kind of point I was getting at was that I'm just happy to see them like working together on something. And I'm happy that, you know, Ravi's blue juice as we, as the show is, is a fan of calling it, um, is kind of coming back, and playing a bigger role in a different role now. And like, you know, we don't know if Lib's going to end up eating this, uh, the brain of, uh, is it Weckler? I believe his name is. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, 
Um, and uh, but like still, I think it's it's kind of a cool way to reincorporate that uh, that aspect of this season. And you know, again, I'm just really happy that the two of them are. They're doing something that's not like a love triangle together, and I think that's kind of cool, and it's a good way to kind of pull Peyton into the more zombie aspects of the show as well. Yeah, that's What's gonna work? Point. Teamwork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to squeeze that in there. Had to squeeze it. <laughs> no, I like it too, Chris, though. Like you said, it sort of gives pulls her into the zombie side of the show. Um, because, yeah, I think it's nice to think also that yeah, Robbie's going to sort of be her mentor in a way. Like you said, it's not really like a friendship dynamic. It's not a romantic dynamic. But he, he just know, seeing how much Robbie loves his science projects and like how excited <laughs> he was to show her the mm-hmm. blue juice and everything, um, I think it'll be fun. It kind of like break, brings them back to basics and everything. Uh, definitely and i think it makes it's going to make him more comfortable around her again because even when she shows up at the at the morgue he's just like again he's kind of like hey peyton lives not here like you know it's it's all it's he's he's still kind of always surprised to actually see her you know kind of show up and interact with him and so yeah i hope it kind of brings them back to to kind of a good place yeah no absolutely sean how did you feel about this dynamic I'm definitely glad to see that they're sharing screen time together mm-hmm. and 100% glad that it's not like a romantic sort of thing. Like I want to see them sort of build that back mm-hmm. at some later point down the line, but I'm glad they didn't like rush straight back into it because again, the show really doesn't work well when it rushes these sort of plot points. Yeah, no. Or character arcs. So by allowing them to sort of work together on this project, which I'm pretty sure Liv's going to be eating the brain in a couple weeks. It, mm-hmm. it just, the fact that he's, it's a mentally unstable person. <laughs> and with the screenshots that we saw of Liv seeing Drake in the future, like one of the future episodes, I'm just sort of connecting the dots and being like, mm-hmm. okay. And he said it has to sit in there for 10 days, which is more than a week. Mm -hmm. So it's not next week, but could potentially be the week after or even the week after that. Just, yeah, that's a a good point. Um, Good speculation. But I also, I mean, I I definitely agree with you. And I like that you've said um, that, you know, the show sort of needs to build, build Robbie and Peyton back up because, I think one of the things that iZombie normally does, or for the most part, does so well is it's just always fair and realistic in terms of its relationships. And, you know, Ravi and Peyton, like, both, they both hurt each other and everything. Um, So, yeah, it just, it would just feel a little cheap and quick to immediately put them back together or even, I think, you know, start to show them both trying to get back to that, I guess, right away. Um, I, I definitely want to see, though. I want to see Peyton sort of... I want to see how Peyton works this out. I guess I want to see her continuous... I want to see her overcome, like, the I guess, the long-term development or long-term, like, overcoming of feeling like she was duped by Blaine. 
I agree, because I think that's the most important storyline for Peyton right now is for her to kind of reclaim her, you know, her her independence and her confidence in a way, you know? Yeah, and because uh, exactly, I wanted to say also, like, it's not even that I just want to see, it's not like I want to see her, like, suffer, or like, oh, she, you know, oh, she was with Blaine, like, I want to see her <laughs> deal with it and, like, be sad or whatever. Um, but no, yeah, exactly, I think... I think it'll just, like, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I actually, like, just from a character standpoint, find it would find it really interesting. And um, I think it would give her a lot of depth, too, to, and, like, add to that strength that, she, that we're used to her having um, by, you know, let, allowing us to hear her, like, work through this. I mean, maybe we, again, maybe that we get that with her and Ravi, and maybe, you know, and I think that would be solid, getting to see them both, t- like, just talk about it. Again, not in an aggressive, in a bitter um, way or, like, anything. Just, again, as Robbie and Peyton, the two characters, I think it would be interesting. And we know that Peyton definitely can't do worse post-breakup than how Blaine's doing, so... <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Like, should, should we talk about yes. Blaine's... Uh, <laughs> What is it? Ter- uh, terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or days that yeah. he's <laughs> Yeah. Let's, you know, kind of having a lackluster performance, then getting beaten up by Liv. Right. Um, I think the. Per- I, I love that. I'm. Re- I, <laughs> I loved watching the writers give Blaine a traditional. Uh, the traditional downfall of any any lounge or club singer you gotta you know it's a staple if somebody takes up that role whether it's in film or television if you're a singer and something bad happens to you you know there has to be a scene where you're probably somewhat drunkenly singing depressing and solo songs that just turn the crowd off it's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and then he walks outside and just takes a zombie punch to the face. It was pretty intense. Does, I mean, anybody else? Like, what do you... I, <laughs> like you said, he has so much happened to him. I mean, I just want to know what, what the highlights were for you guys. So much happened to him in <laughs> so little screen time. Yeah. Like... It was surreal just how much they packed into those couple scenes that he was in. Yeah. Like, I don't think he was on screen for more than five minutes total. Maybe a little bit more. I wasn't really counting. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't yeah, I, really I, timing it. So. I was going to say, I didn't have my stopwatch out. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I... Oh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just messing with you, Sean. Uh, but uh, oh, I know. But um, but yeah, no, I, I kind of love it because one, it shows that Blaine actually did really care for Peyton, and if we're ever gonna like, uh, it, it makes Blaine more of an interesting character that he had real emotions like mm-hmm. attached to Peyton. You know that he wasn't just trying to play her. Mm-hmm. And then two, it. Uh, shows that, again, you know, Blaine's not always going to be this all-powerful, all-seeing villain. I like the fact that he has vulnerabilities, that he isn't always going to be on his A-game. And three, the fact that he gets shot, 
Yeah. And then it's like, I have money, and we know he's cooking up the blue juice of his own. He's got some ulterior plans. Like, this is going to, like, spice up and stir up the conflict between him, Donnie, and Angus even more. And I think that's really good, because that's kind of been a storyline that's just been kind of hovering on the edges mm-hmm. uh, this so far this season. And now, I mean, Blaine's going to be pissed, and Blaine's going to want want his business back, and he's going to want to get vengeance on his dad. And, well, uh, do you think, I find it a little interesting, the lack of Angus. Um, Bob, part of that might just be Robert Neppert's schedule. No, I understand He's that, just a very obviously. busy businessman. No, I mean, I understand. He's making some serious deals. Like, the logical <laughs> reasons, but um, I find, no, I just find it interesting that they've sort of, um, they've, how they've ran with the the scratching post really being like Don E's thing. Um, well, I think I think all that matters to to Angus, right, is, is that money. he's making exactly. Yeah. So if he... Which no, again, like I just I guess I expected again the one thing we sort of talked about in the past was I guess we expected or I expected a little more of that dynamic and the amount of fun that could come out of it. For sure. No, I I agree with that. But yeah, I mean, as again, as we sort of talked about, yeah, Donnie continues to, um, to just his power, his uh, his hunger and thirst for power just continues to grow in crazy amounts in such a short time. So, like you said, I mean, I think you think this is going to be Blaine kind of trying to work his, his one angle now, and you think it's going to be Blaine that kind of tries to t- knock Donnie back down a peg, or somebody else? Um, I mean, I think it's it's potentially going to be a mix of people, but I mean, Blaine's definitely going to... I think Blaine's focus is going to be more on his getting back at his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, by getting... by going after Donnie he is in a way going after his dad because I mean, he was not happy obviously about having his business taken away from him, but Mm -hmm. I think he's more, more upset about getting shot in the gut. Uh, (laughs) and I feel like the other thing too, is that Don E obviously as much as he likes to think he is a Blaine type person, you know, Don E is always going to be a follower. A hundred percent. So I think Blaine also is smart enough to know that if he can basically win back the business and take everything from Angus, he also will get Don E in that takeover, basically, because Don E will immediately, you know, kiss Blaine's feet to not to stay alive, essentially. Yeah, I mean, in many ways, you could argue that Don E is kind of he's got that cockroach mentality. Whatever yes. it takes to yep. survive. Um. I did love, though, that I did think it, I really enjoyed that uh, that was how Major was able to sneak into the club. Yes, I agree. I thought that was a very clever thing for them to do, because again, you know, Donnie is to the point where he is just on cloud nine, like he feels like a king, so it's all all these people that always have, like, looked down on him, he can now kind of toot his own horn. Oh, Major, like, you're here? Yeah, I know this guy. He can come into my club. Like, <laughs> I, I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I thought it was a nice kind of believable way for him to get in, too, because at first mm-hmm. I was like, there's no, 
no way this dude's gonna be like believe me i love my spicy food yeah i love my ghost my ghost peppers and everything but like you can't you can't you can't bite into one of those bad boys and act like it was no it's no big deal well and i was gonna i was actually curious to ask you about that like if there was any way major could have taken x amount of bite and then basically i was half expecting to see him take some type of a bite and then just show like justin watching him throw up in the bathroom or something yeah right yeah i don't think major would be able to like poker face it out long enough that's what i was curious to get inside because even like the tiniest bite of a ghost pepper is enough to yeah right also not sure if major can stomach it now since you know he's all human again not sure what his spice tolerance is as a normie (laughs) but i'm exactly with that but justin finding out that yes he's human I I mean, he sort of already knew, because mm-hmm. he brought him in to the Morgan, was like, sure, what's that? And it kind of was shoved aside for an episode. Yeah, but, and I mean, if you yeah. want to run with that, I was just about to ask you, basically, like, how did you feel about all the uh, events and kind of scenes that took place within the club and everything, which primarily is uh, him and Justin? Like the fact that he he prides himself on not having to pay to have sex. Like, good guy Justin right there. But then at the same time quickly goes, so about Liv. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, that's a touchy subject. It's a very, very touchy subject. Are you sure you want to go down that rabbit hole? And Robbie makes... Ravi and Major kind of make fun of that and go, you know, along the lines of, you know, her boyfriend track record's not that great. The, the, <laughs> the meta humor there was fantastic. Yeah. Dead, dead. <laughs> Major basically died like three times, <laughs> essentially. Exactly. So, like you're gonna you're gonna be injured in one way or another. Um, well, I mean, he did get run over by a car later on. Well, that we'll, we'll, we'll I think we'll get to that. But, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not super surprising because I think we all noticed Justin and Liv's kind of instant chemistry in. I think it was it was the Eat Pray Live episode, right? And it was when Major was on Zumba Brain and Justin was on Zumba Brain, and they kind of just like instantly clicked. Um, and so, uh, with that, I mean, I, I'm not surprised. Um, and I did kind of, I, I liked them together, like already. Like, I mean, I thought the note, the note passing thing at the end was just like the perfect amount of sweet and cute without getting to like overkill levels. Mm-hmm. And it was a really nice little detail that I think felt really realistic. Um, and I also think Major understands. At this point, like, and I, I did like that he put his foot down at the end. Like, this is the last note I'm passing for you guys. Um, but, like, I think Major also understands, like, hey, I can't be with Liv right now. Like, but I shouldn't stop her from exploring, you know, other potential relationships. He knows Justin's a good, a seemingly good guy. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that shows, like, a real kind of awesome maturity to Major. Uh, as well which yeah because he's in he's in such a heartbreaking situation i mean 
even aside from, you know, excluding uh, the fact that him and Liv, uh, like, so recently slept together, you know, we really get a glimpse into Major's, the, I guess, current state of Major's feelings towards Liv, and, uh, and they're deep, you know, they're, uh, they're always gonna be there, essentially, and, yeah, he's just stuck in between a rock and a hard place where he can't tell Justin no, because, like you said, Chris, you know, he at least knows that he's a good guy and everything, and, and sort of is somebody who wouldn't necessarily be bad for Liv, but, um, but obviously he wants no part of it. So, that hurts. Yeah. It hurts. I feel bad for Major. Yeah, it's, <sighs> it's a tough spot. I mean, listen, he could always find non-zombie Natalie mm-hmm. and strike something up there. Uh, also, really cool of Liv how she reacted to that news, just to kind of take it back to the beginning of the episode how she reacts to finding out about natalie and major's like i'm so sorry and she's just like it's not your fault like don't worry about it Mm -hmm. Uh, overall i think just like there were opportunities this episode to make like bs drama out of stuff between live and major oh you mean typical cw drama i wouldn't say typical cw drama the c the cw is it's a joke I know. I'm just. I'm just saying. I. I think the the CW gets a bad rap from its from its uh its old, olden days of 90210 and the failed Melrose. Speaking of 90210. Oh yeah, she was in that. Mm-hmm. Um, what's Darcy Shanae? from De- Degrassi, it as I remember her. Shanae Grimes. Shanae Grimes. That's what I thought. Yeah, I actually like tweeted that. I'm like, is that? Darcy from Degrassi? <laughs> and sure enough, it was. I checked IMDb when I wa- had my second viewing this morning, and it had updated. But last night when I checked, it wasn't updated. So Nice. iZombie, one step closer to getting Drake on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but is he going to be in the wheelchair or not? That's the real uh, question. Oh, my God. Uh... <laughs> we have too much fun here. <laughs> we really do. This is this is I Zombie Radio. We had fun here. Um, <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, I I uh, I personally I like I like this potential romance here. They got good chemistry. They seem fun. I'm really curious to see how Justin deals with Liv when she's not on preschool teacher brain. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Because he was like, she was such a great listener. She was this. And it's like, well, I don't, like, not that Liv's a bad listener, but, like, I don't know how much of, like, that was her and how much of that was, like, the encouraging school teacher. But, uh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, she's a different person every week, so. Well, y- y- yes and no. Kind I mean, of. Yeah, it depends. You know, the when the true Liv needs to come out when the true live when the real live needs to stand up she does um but uh that that and was other that times he searches for a guinea pig yes that was great. crawling across the floor <laughs> but but yeah i think that kind of i mean that at least brings me over into like what do you guys think about justin period like is he a trustworthy dude and like 
Also, obviously, what happens with him at the end of the episode, that's pretty pretty big. I I think he's he's a pretty solid dude. Like the I really don't see anything wrong with him. Unlike any of the other suitors that Liv has had in the past. Like not just Drake, not just Lowell, but I mean like in general, everyone who sort of hit on her. Um he was the first to notice something with Major, helped, was willing to help Major out, and definitely is probably one of Major's closest people in Fillmore Graves, which he keeps... Major's like, oh, they're going to kick me out, they're going to kick me out. They do have humans on their payroll. The writer's room confirmed it after I tweeted about it. They actually gave me some points, so now I have more points than pretty much anyone else <laughs> they gave me 10 points so i i feel excited about that 10 um, points to gryffindor exactly and so major easily could easily just transfer into any like non-violent branch if need be he doesn't necessarily need to be in these precarious situations but at the same time we wouldn't see that developing friendship between him and Justin. Well, I also think it's kind of like, what is he good? Like, what else is he kind of good at? And it's also the concern of like, would they want him if he's not going to be like a mercenary? Mm. Like, I think it opens up the possibilities of him not. Phys ed teacher. Yeah. Phys ed teacher. Perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. The, yeah. Welcome. Welcome to Fillmore Grays where our, uh, our, our students have their own personal trainer. Um, but uh, I mean, would that be a bad thing? I mean, it would keep Major in a lot safer condition. But I think also he doesn't want to give up that friendship too. Like mm-hmm. you know, exactly. Yeah, well, I he's... think even I mean, I think even as last night highlighted, not like obviously he is Justin, but even the the other zombie mercenaries, like when that the group of guys goes out to the scratching post, mm-hmm. you know, they like they include him. They they're boys with him. Um. He's found, like yeah. he said, you know, he's found this camaraderie and this acceptance and this kind of no judgment, basically. No, for sure, for sure. Well, I um, think that's for Fillmore Graves as a whole because mm-hmm. they were willing to take him in when everyone else saw him as the chaos killer. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's yeah, That's the whole point. Also, can I point out one of my favorite credits for this episode is the one mercy one guy playing the one mercenary is literally credited as horny mercenary. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. He's I'm the a... one that shouts out me so horny. <laughs> he, the same guy who talks about you... the set, like the pay for sex. Please. Yeah. As well. He is literally, yeah. Just the, the, the actor, the actor's name, cause I'm sure he's going to be listening to this podcast. Breakout is, role. Uh, breakout role. Is Maxwell Sloan. Yip. And yes, he is credited as, Horny Mercenary. You're my hero, Maxwell. Alan, look, Horny Mercenary is apparently going to be in future episodes, too, so... You better. Ah, yes. Watch out, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so that's going to be our new iZombie drinking game. Drink every time the Horny Mercenary shows up on your screen. Um, Anyway, uh, back to to more important things in the episode. (laughs) Yeah, but you're saying that's not important? 
Hey, hey, listen, just draw the nipples, Jimmy. Just draw the nipples. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, as for Justin, um, I really like him so far. I think that, um, I think it's just nice to see Major have this, uh, again, this friend who is sort of on the outside in ways, um, it's a get you know again going in kind of going in line with uh, everything I just mentioned about sort of his acceptance finding this acceptance and everything. Um, it just feels like a breath of fresh air. I just am so happy that with how they've branched out uh, Major's storyline this season, and it's fun. Like we get these little you know individual Major adventures, um, whether it's them going to the scratching post, whether it's the ending of last night with the, uh, you know, with him and Justin confronting uh, Harley. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I really like it. I think so far, so good. Um, there has, at least hasn't been any reason to, like, doubt him or suspect him in my eyes. I do wonder, though, now that it's his image that's plastered, that's going to be plastered everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, that's no bueno for Fillmore Graves, but I wonder how much that's going to complicate things with Liv. Yeah, if he's sort of on lockdown. Well, if he's on lockdown, and also if she's kind of like, you know, uh, I don't, I mean, yeah, and also I just want to, I wonder what the results are of this this is going to be. I mean, it's pretty much guaranteed to, like, bring more crazies out, and Mm -hmm. so does Liv. Do, do live or anyone else does live or anyone else get ticked off and be like you were reckless you were this you were that like and then also does this mean like other zombies are soon going to be in their sights uh i don't know i mean it's a it's a big i i said in my review last night it's definitely like the uh the most like exciting cliffhanger we get we've gotten left off with because this like it's not going to convince everyone it's not like not everybody in seattle is going to wake up you're not going to see next week everyone believing in zombies, but like, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be the thing that changes the people who are just posting on the message board. It's gonna be what makes them take the next step and start arming themselves. Confirmation bias. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that it's gonna be an interesting development though at this point. Um, yeah, and I mean that's again not only is this going to continue to fuel the anti-zombie uh, humans, but but yeah, the fact that it's it's somebody we know um, who, like you said, Chris is going to just be the uh, the poster boy for this possible like I guess photo leak news like whatever however you whatever you want to I guess phrase it, but just this this source of possible zombie reveal again. Well, yeah. And like you said, I like what you brought up about him. Like, is he going to be under lockdown? Is he, I mean, is Fillmore Graves just going to, that's the thing. We know he can't die because, Mm -hmm. um, because, uh, Rob Thomas and the, and the producers have literally have said next time we give Liv a boyfriend, he's not going to die. So, Justin is seemingly safe, but that doesn't mean some bad stuff can't happen to him. Um, it's just, it's well, the just other kinda... thing, the other thing that I sort of was thinking of too was with the lockdown idea is, again, 
how's that how would that end up um impacting major because again you know justin's cool with him being human and cool with trying to help him you know uh skate by um with this secret and everything so if he sort of gets sidelined major is then stuck on his own like what happens if they get called out to another mercenary mission what happens if they have to go do whatever and uh and he you know the the one person he could rely on in that in those situations might not be able to help him anymore yeah 100% fake food poisoning (laughs) really bad food poisoning that's how you pretty much get out of anything But so what you're saying? Maybe not mercenary work. So he'd have to so, introduce like poisoned brain or something, or like tainted brain. Or or he just bites into a ghost pepper himself and is like, I can't go with you guys. Blah blah. Yeah. I ate this weird blue brain. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff was not fresh. It's man. giving me vision vertigo. <laughs> and there you go. Yeah. Right. Oh God. Problem solved. Can I just say, too, for as as appetizing as Liv makes brains look on a week-to-week basis, the toast that Justin made was, like, the grossest brains we've ever... It was... It was just... Even pour... I'm a hot sauce guy, and even him pouring the hot sauce on it, I was like, ah, no bueno, my friend, no bueno. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. And then we had Blaine handling the brains, and I'm like, Shouldn't you be wearing gloves? <laughs> hey, I mean, you guys are zombies and all, but isn't like food safety standards and practices still applicable here? Post uh, post breakup brain post breakup Blaine does not follow sanitary rules. It didn't follow sanitary rules even pre breakup and even yeah, like pre relationship. It's very true. They never once followed proper sanitization rules. <laughs> from the very beginning and I have been the biggest critic of that but again they're zombies so it's not like you can transfer salmonella into a zombie or can you I'll have to dig into that <laughs> I was going to say research. get back to us next week with it <laughs> I'll have to do my research we'll have a uh, Sean's made up science corner Oh, my BS Science Corner? <laughs> awesome. It's my favorite. Oh, man. <laughs> my favorite kind of science. But at least for me, I mean, I know, Chris, you had sort of mentioned this in your, uh, like, tweet out about your review and the review and that this episode sort of acted as a stepping stone overall. Uh, yeah, I, overall, I'd say it was, um... You know, it's what people would call a, ta- a table-setting episode, but yes. it was a damn entertaining one. Like, yeah, exactly. Just because you're doing a setup episode doesn't mean you have to. It doesn't have to be dull, you know. And uh, I really, I think it was, you know, partially because of the brain. And um, my God, I'm still like, I'm still not over the live with talent, you know telling, uh, was it Macy or whatever, or who, I forget, or no, it was Eleanor telling, Liv telling Eleanor um, that, uh, 
that her husband would be okay with her infidelity uh, mm-hmm. through the sock puppet, or even uh, the look. And I, I had a screenshot of it on in my review. The look uh, on uh, Liv and Clive's faces when they. I mean, it turns out to be a BS story, but when they first hear about Macy and Will being uh, in an open marriage, like just little moments like that were just so fun and entertaining in a way that. You know, even if I was like, okay, so we're just kind of amping up things here, moving things around here, like nothing's really that game changing is happening, especially after the past couple episodes that we've had. Um, I was okay with it because you know what? It was a good, fun episode of iZombie, and sometimes that's all I need the show to be. I completely yeah. agree. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, you, you pretty much summed up like why I at least found the episode enjoyable. Um, did either of you have anything else you wanted to add or touch on? Uh, we had the Bloomin' Brain at the Scratch and Post. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make note uh, of that. That's very true. That's very true. So there's our, uh, there's our food place reference <laughs> of the week. Last week with Entire Foods. Um, let me think. There's a few other things here and there. Um, Peyton spacing out. That was another one. Like, she was just out for, in, like, multiple conversations. I want to, or at least the one conversation with the, uh, the public defender guy, whose name I can't seem to remember off the top of my head. And um, mayoral candidate Barakas needs to not be so hard on himself. <laughs> <laughs> and because of his wide array of hot sauces, <laughs> he's a man of many things, and hot sauce is just one of them. Have the Tibetans ever let you down? Has has hot sauce ever let me down? Uh, yes, actually, just just on, in, on well, not my own choice in hot sauce, but I was told a couple weeks ago by this guy in, uh, when I was in the city that these wings I was having were going to be like the spiciest things I've ever eaten, and the sauce. Was and you super, were disappointed. <laughs> I was su- I was super disappointed, but uh, I could go on with my my tangents about hot sauces and how they disappoint me sometimes, but. Uh, I'm not sure if our listeners want to hear that. Check in for Chris's food corner next week. <laughs> it's it's right after my BS science corner. Exactly, exactly. But uh, but no, yeah. I... We still don't know who took the cure because as it stands right now, Blaine and Don E have nothing to do with it. So it kind of leaves Fillmore graves to an extent, or even possibly uh, I have no idea to be honest um well spoiler alert for people who don't want to know we're not going to find out about who sold the brains this this season no that was yeah that, that was in the post-mortem from uh from oh, last yeah. week so they're teasing so that the development in that well yeah I mean they they crossed off the two most likely suspects this week Mm-hmm. With, with Blaine uh, getting punched in the face by Liv, and then Liv also talking with Donnie. 
lived nearly choking Blaine. Yeah, that too. Like, live, live, just breathe. You're letting the anger take over. Uh, she has every right to be upset, though. And especially, I mean, if even if we're not going to talk about... Um, even if we're not going to talk about uh, him actually stealing the brains for just lying to Peyton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... Also, Clive's sort of, dis- like, not necessarily disappointment, but sort of his, like, when he first saw Liv in the episode going, wait a minute, mm-hmm. you're still a zombie? And Robbie just sort of was like, he asked Robbie first, and Robbie just like shrugged past him and moved on. And I don't think Liv ever got back to him about it. About what happened. Uh, not the specifics, no. Not in this episode, at least not on screen. And again, kind of weird having not that many visions this episode like it was really just those two that I can remember mm-hmm. and then the yeah because I, I made the note of it I'm like wait was this the first vision this episode and it was pretty much smack dab in the middle of the episode like it had taken us that long to get there up until that point I'm pretty sure Liv was just playing with puppets so hey, I could I could watch a whole hour of playing with puppets, <laughs> uh, and we'll True. see. I'll see what we I'll see what we get next week. I don't think we're gonna get puppets next week, but no, we're gonna get probably yet another fun kind of fillery brain, but not necessarily like this show doesn't really do filler. It does sort of fillery brains that may or may not progress the plot in any way, but everything else in the episode will progress it some way, shape, or form. <coughs> Definitely. But yeah, overall... Evil, evil brains. Fun times. Overall, overall, though, I think, you know, all three of us are in agreement that this was like, you know, a really, you know, a really fun episode, you know... A nice and, palate cleanser. Well, definitely. And that ending is going to, I think, really push us into what the second half of season three is going to be about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree with both of you. But um but yeah, I guess with that that'll pretty much wrap up our episode review. And um we can slide we didn't get any um did we get any responses on Twitter or thoughts from anybody? We got retweets and likes on the post, but no one actually responded to okay, it. Okay, that's what I thought. Um which is kind of upsetting because I retweeted it from the DCTV podcast account. Chris retweeted it. Um, Someone else who just follows us retweeted it but didn't put a response. And then someone liked it but didn't respond to it either. Kind of a shame. Ivan, where were you, man? (laughs) (laughs) Letting us down again? Maybe well, he's busy with finals. Yeah, right. I was gonna say, can't put it all, can't put it all on Ivan. Ivan's been pretty damn, pretty damn consistent. But uh... <laughs> well, yeah. With that, I guess then we can move uh, right into plugs. So I'm gonna kick it over to the birthday boy, Chris. What uh, do you got for us? 
Uh, well, guys, as usual, you can find me at Seekinger13 on Twitter. That is where all my reviews are shared. Um, so if you like half-decent writing, I don't know. My writing's okay. Um, and comic book-related TV shows and stuff, check that out. Uh, so I just published a review tonight, right before this, of the penultimate episode of uh, Arrow Season 5. Uh, spoiler alert, it was awesome. And then... Um, I'll have my review of the Supergirl finale next week and the Arrow finale, along with my review of I, uh, of next week's iZombie. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got going on for right now. And uh, if you if you want to you want to wish me a belated birthday, go right ahead, although now I really feel like I'm reaching. So over <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> all right, nice. Sean, how about you? With me regaining my free time... You can find me live tweeting whatever the heck I'm watching over at Snarky Sean on Twitter. Um, I've got the Geekishly Toku podcast. Still, due to technical issues, that episode is now still in production hell. Um, something happened with the editing software, and now we're kind of at a standstill until that resolves itself. Um but also be on the lookout for stuff coming from me on the Marvel Report as well, because I've got a lot to do right now. I've got all the Marvel animated shows. Um, I'm probably at some point going to pick up Marvel's Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy and play through that. And also E3's right around the corner, so I'm hoping to hear something about the PS4 Spider-Man game. Maybe? one would hope um what else am i doing oh yes i also have that super secret project that is very delicious and very flavorful um that i haven't gotten around to yet but we'll see (laughs) but yeah that's me awesome and um (laughs) and as always you can find me at blaze hopkins on twitter um, um, similarly to Chris, rolling out all of my reviews on there. Uh, I just, this week I had, uh, Supergirl Flash and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. finale covered, so go check those out. Um, and yeah, comic reviews for the Marvel Report. Um, and yeah, also pretty soon I should have some other stuff in the pipeline, so... I'm pretty sure that's it. And um and otherwise guys, you know, be sure to follow us on Twitter at iZombie Radio. Uh give us a like on Facebook, um Facebook dot com slash iZombie Radio. Um we have we're on Stitcher and uh more importantly we are on iTunes, so please if you have the time and you like the show um, pop over there, throw us a rating, um, write us a review, and uh, it all helps. We appreciate all the all the listeners out there, though, and we we love doing this every week. Um, and, Seriously, that's great. And uh, otherwise, there's the larger um, DC TV podcast network that we are part of. So please check that out as well. Um, 
That is at DC TV Podcasts on Twitter. Uh, they, you know, the, everybody in this group just works really hard to to kind of provide this content for all these fun shows. And uh, and more recently, they just added a uh, Black Lightning podcast, mm-hmm. which um, has some great people hosting it, and should make that show uh, a lot. Just very exciting, I guess, and uh, because along with the show, you're going to get a bunch of great content coming out from another new podcast with great people backing it. So, you know, you can find. We them. also have Krypton. That's okay. I knew I was forgetting one, and I just we just announced Krypton. Yes, a couple of days ago as well. Yeah. So exactly. There's uh, with that other announcement. There's going to be that new Krypton TV show for sci-fi, right? Yes. Um, Yeah. So again, you know, the DC podcast, DC TV podcast network. It's essentially like we're just trying to pump out as much content for people who love this uh, this stuff as much as we do. So always check that out as well. But I think that'll pretty much wrap things up for us here at iZombie Radio this week. Um, As always, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.